0: This is the Ned's NRL Punting Podcast with Jarrell Yao Yi, Jared Timms, and Ryan Cook. G'day punters, welcome to episode thirty of the Ned's NRL Punting Podcast. It's the grand final show. Mm. It just does not get any bigger than this. My name's Jared Timms. With me as he is each and every week. He has been since week one. He's the only other OG panel member remaining. Mm. Yeah. Sixty-three games for the Broncos. It's yeah Yee.
1: And 30 podcasts for uh, Ned's po- NRL. That's the stat I'm we all pod- want to hear. Look, honestly, I missed a podcast this year. Like I didn't really miss many games when I did play. So uh yeah, I just thought I'd keep that uh the tradition alive.
0: Thank you for joining me every week. It's, no, been it's absolutely it's, outstanding. It's been
1: my pleasure, Jared. Be my pleasure.
0: Chris Gary, of course, suffered the media equivalent of a torn ACL halfway Mm. through the year his season season was done Uh, Ryan's taking himself off for an early mad Monday so we've got two chairs to
2: fill. Smart
1: man. Yeah, F those guys.
0: And who better than the two <laughs> blokes who have been filling in for Chris Gary for the rest of the season? The first rugby league writers' own Oscar panifex Thank you, boys. Yep,
2: um, in for the big lift today. It's our grand final. Grand final potty. So yeah, looking forward to this one.
0: And the second NRL.com's Greg mm. Davis. That's what I'm going to refer to you as. Oh,
3: if anything you want, mate. Yeah. yeah. I got. There's a look. My my tax return was very weird and wonderful. So <laughs> call me whatever you want. British <laughs> boys. Well, welcome back, Greg. You're holding an NFL ball today. Well. We we are, this is an NFL podcast, isn't it? Because this is where you're allowed you're allowed to throw forward passes. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh.
0: What a segue into the, <laughs> the and of the I day.
3: see that referee Atkins is in uh, in charge of the bunker, so for the second week in a row he won't be able to rule them. forward passes. <laughs> That's oh.
1: <in> <laughs> <laughs> no, all <right>. don't
3: <laughs> don't do. Greg came in <laughs> for today. Thank for joining us.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, prelims, of course, done for another year. Another two clubs into their mad Monday celebrations. Mm. rations Greg, on Friday night. Your cows hosted the Eels up in Townsville. Plenty yes. looked to be in their favour there, but ultimately they lost 24 to 20. They I did, did say you were quite active on the socials before, I during, won't. and after that game.
3: I wasn't happy. No, well, mm. I'm keen to hear no. your thoughts. Well, Ma- Mad Monday at the Mad Cow would be a pretty good time, I reckon. <laughs> Always. But if you win <laughs> any, the grand final, any time probably at the better. Mad is a good time. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but I also have a few things to say. That's yep. all. Okay. I want to Mitchell Moses, firstly. He came out and said, I don't think the ball came forward out of my hands. Mitchell, please. <laughs> Graham Annesley. Um, said that it was a marginal form forward pass. Mm-hmm. Graham, please. It was a meter and a half forward and a pass is either forward or it's not. It's mm. not you're not half pregnant. You're either pregnant or you're not. Yeah. A pass is forward or it isn't. And mm-hmm. it was a meter and a half forward. Yeah. And who else is it gonna have a crack at? Oh yeah, the touch judge. Are your eyes painted on mate? <laughs> Yeah. And okay, I yeah. don't agree with the argument that it happened early, so the cows had seventy minutes to get it back. I know Todd Payton was extremely classy and magnanimous in the press conference afterwards, but he just didn't want to get a fine. Yeah, I'm sure. I think in finals, Woody points are so precious. Without that try, Cowboys are leading twenty to six with twenty five minutes to go, mm-hmm. and they don't get run down. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's it this this sort of tragedy. Um, it's what it's what you know. Unites us as a people, Cowboy supporters, because yeah, right, okay. Kieran Foran's knock-on in the ma- against Manly in a <laughs> yep. semi-final. Oh, you got another! One. I know
1: there's another one.
3: I know there's another one. A try and a seventh tackle against Cronulla. <laughs> there it, is. Yeah. it
2: is. waiting for that one? How about you? Yeah.
3: <laughs> and of course, the absolute daylight robbery. The Mitchell Moses sending Parramatta to the to the Super Bowl. Well mm. done, Mitchell.
0: <laughs> All right. Was there Hence anything the about it? The, was there anything about the game that you liked, Greg?
3: No, no, it was terrible. <laughs> well, see, remember, I'm a I'm a Collingwood supporter in the AFL, and oh, Collingwood yeah. lost by one point oh, in the preliminary Oh, No, no. Really? Heartbreak yeah. kid. Man. Heartbreak kid. But no, the, the Cowboys didn't. play. Parramatta played very well, yeah, and they des- and they deserve a lot of credit for their performance. And uh, when when the cows got up twenty to twelve, I thought, oh, we're we're home here. But they, they the way they dug in was outstanding. Yeah, but you're
1: right. You, those they, you can't those things are taken out of their hands. You know when they make those calls or they don't make hmm. those calls. So. Understand where you're coming. It must be frustrating being a Cowboy supporter at the moment because you're one win away, one pass away from uh, you know from being in a, a grand final. It's what
3: unites us as a people, and will make mm. us all the more uh, make next year's Premiership. And it even sounds sweeter.
1: L- it sounds like you won't forget about it either. Oh no, I'll move on quickly.
3: <laughs> Kyle felt had an opportunity to win it though. Just don't put your heel on the uh, on the Oh, uh, we haven't got enough time for me to talk about Kyle felt.
1: <laughs>
2: I mean, if we're going to go through with a fine tooth comb, I'd be interested to hear your opinions on the Leilua try. Um, where there was some questionable mm. market interference in the lead up to oh, no, cows then that hitting the Moses short side. No, I'm just out there. This, is, know, it this, know, this, no, is, this is
3: podcast you know, 30, see, the bye? grand he's, final he, edition. He, <laughs> he, yes, the, cow, the cowboy grabbed him on the jersey, but then <laughs> he, he, he sort of <laughs> back, backwards and fell over. He tried to milk it. I mean, other footage is... It shouldn't have even been in Townsville. But anyway, that's another story. Oh, no.
0: All right, well, at the beginning of this week, Jarrell, you and I reacted to this on NRL Unpopular Opinions. Mm. In fact, the question was, were the Cowboys robbed? We pretty much Mm. agreed they weren't robbed. They Mm. had every opportunity to get back Mm. into it. Now, Ryan isn't here for the offload this week. But there were so many responses to this. This was actually our most
1: successful video of the season. More than two hundred responses. You know why? Because it's it's got to do with Parramatta. Oh yeah, (laughs)
0: that's (laughs) why. Yeah, they've been one of the great honey. Oh, they have. Oh my god. So I've picked a couple for and against here. Mark Puckeridge. This was the most popular response. Twenty-eight likes, seventeen specific responses Mm. to him. Question is: Were the Tigers robbed by the Cowboys? Oh. Answer is yes. And nothing was said about that. So let's just move on, shall we? N- nothing was said. No, aren't they
3: still legally challenging it, the Tigers? I'm pretty sure half of our show that week was about that. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, well, it a good it was. you and know what? Even one.
1: when we agree with Paramount fans, uh, you know, they're still they still we're still copying well, it. And
3: before credit to Parramatta fans, they got someone that they know who knows how to use technology yeah. To, yeah. <laughs> to write in. Well done, good areas. showing your hand. Who are you on this weekend, Greg? Oh, go you Panthers! <laughs> I, I have a son who's a mad keen Panthers fan, so uh, yes. I think the, the, I think Penrith will win and win mm, well. More than fair. Mm. Les Robinson to this one said
0: the ref and the bunker missed it. It's old news now, done and dusted. Time to move on.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, trying Nailed to it. move on.
0: Okay, a couple the oh, other ways. Of Stephen, anyway. <laughs> Stephen Penrose, I'm guessing who was from Townsville, said, "Of course, even without that massive forward pass, the rock was totally biased. The Cowboys mm. were told to get off the tackle player immediately, while the Eels were allowed to slow the play the ball for ages. Rugby league continues to be crooked, going by a script written by the goons at oh. Cheltenham."
3: Yeah, Matt. that's that's uh, my that's that's a, yeah. Yeah. my yeah. Is that <laughs> your it's banner it's accounts, was not it? Davis. Yeah. In fact, this was published on yeah.
0: nrl.com. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and finally, Tony Tiki Tow said, "Robbed again? Why? Because we don't have the numbers to fill their Sydney grandstand. It's all business. And again, oh, we don't point. get." Th- we don't thin we ha- oh, we don't think we get many supporters going down to Sydney. So yes, we have been robbed again for the third time. Mm. What do we have to say about that? I remember a Cowboys grand final selling out, which I won. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it was oh, although travel
1: it was an yeah. all it was an all <laughs> Queensland um, affair in 2015 as well, and that was it's amazing. It was isn't? loud. It was mm. loud. It was it was amazing. Everyone was on tour, mm. living was, the dream. It was beautiful. <laughs> well, I- heard some people were on some benders. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a
0: huge season for the cows. They've fallen over at the prelim, but they've gone 15th to third over, overall yeah. in a yeah. regular mm. season. Can we narrow this resurgence down to one thing? Was it the coach? Was it the signings? Was it a combination of everything?
1: Uh, I think I think obviously the coach was already there. He obviously had to make – I think it's the signings. I think, um, you know, he didn't have a great 2021. 20, um, what did they come 15th? Fif- they come 15th. 15th. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I, I think it's – Get to hear him coming in obviously late from the Warriors and then realizing I need the men that I want, mm. uh, so recruitment was a big was a big part of that and he's he's done a great job of that and um, him and whoever's behind that uh, yeah have done a great job. Well,
0: commiserations to you too, Oscar. On Saturday night, your bunnies took mm. on the reigning premiers, the Penrith Panthers. They just could not get the job done here. They ended up losing thirty-two to twelve. Yeah. Keen to hear your overall thoughts on this one. Was it uh, the loss of blokes like Alex Johnson just too much? No, I ripped off. Let me get <laughs> <have> my <laughs> list of his. It's <laughs> <guys. laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. fair enough. Yeah. No, no, no. I
2: think um, credit to Penrith. Far too good. Um, I was. I mean, we're all worried a little bit about. Um, the gas that South Sydney were running on, obviously Burgess out, Havili out, Arrow with that niggle, mm-hmm. um, and I think uh, you know started really well, and then as soon as Totola and Nichols came off that that starting front row rotation, I think. We just couldn't quite seem to go with Penrith when guys like Spencer Lenu were just carving it up through the middle. I think Jai
1: Arrow, when he went off um, with his groin as yep. well, line speed, he was he was amazing defensively. Mm. I mean, mm. he didn't show a lot in attack. Like, it wasn't crazy good in attack. But, yeah, he he, he really led that line speed, I thought. Kid Chase as and well. There, yep, and yeah. it just sort of, you know... When you when you lose something like that in a big game mm. and put the pressure on um, Cleary and you know those type of halves mm. and yeah they, they they only need a smidgen more time to make a decision and they're that good at it.
3: Amazing yeah. amazing coaching effort by Demetrio. Oh. So to get the bunnies from eighth into a prelim. Yeah, he's he's bucked the. Uh, Uncle Wayne curse mm. as well. Like every assistant who's then taken over from Wayne has, has really struggled. Yeah. But th- there's always been massive raps on Demetrio as a coach. Like he just missed out on the Titans job, just missed out on the Broncos job. And uh, he's been a NRL what, qu- head coach yeah. quality for, for years. I'm, and what he's done has been outstanding. I've
1: got nothing but praise. Like I've said before last week mm. uh, to Jace, uh, you know, he. He's a very welcoming coach. Um, I wanted to learn some, some, some things about rugby league when I was coaching at West Mitchie last year and, you know, oh, sorry, the year before as well, doing a little bit of coaching. And, yeah, he just opens his doors. He sits you down. He goes through game plans. He's he's a people's man. Um, and I think that's why he's so good at coaching because, you know, you can have all these, you know, great tactics as a coach, but um, we've seen it with Wayne before. We've seen it with some of the greatest coaches. But you've got to be a people manager, and I think Jason's very mm. good at that.
0: Yeah. Was Trell a little bit flat as well, or was he just not really given the opportunities had recently?
2: Oh, I think a little bit of both. There was talks that he played with a rib fracture injury as well. I mean, I don't know how much you read into that. But, yeah, yeah I think a combination of Trell probably not having his best game but also just not being afforded the opportunities mm. to because we just didn't have that go forward through the middle. We're working off our own uh, off our own line for, for – you know 50 minutes of that game apart from that open, that start there so yeah i still think aj's a huge
1: loss for you because yeah. there was a few times where you know he throw that pass and aj would be just in that right there. position you know um, and uh, yeah i just 30 tries in a season again like yeah. what well, he's he's, he's insane, been the top man. try scorer three years in a row now so I think, I mean, a lot of people in this day and age will go, well, he's a winger, but they're, they're a huge part of how you develop and how you have your back line and finish off. And, you know, if they, if they have him there, they probably score another two, um, you know, before the end of the half. And it's pretty hard to catch anyone from there. I mean, I know Penrith are great, but, you know, how good are they? If they had gone out to a 22 nil mm. lead before half time, yeah. how good are they? They would have been tested. I think
3: Penrith looked a bit clunky too. Like they haven't yeah. played a lot of footy lately when mm. you think they rested – all, pretty much their entire side, the last round of the year when they were smashed by the yeah. Cowboys. Um, we'll take any win we can over Penrith. Because uh, the previous two times Penrith had played the Cowboys, the Cowboys hadn't scored a point, yeah. as my son likes to point out. Um, but and I think they hadn't played a lot of footy. And yeah. then and, and also Cleary hadn't played a lot of footy. So it mm. took them a while to sort of get in that. And they, that, they don't like the stop-start footy, though. They got on a bit of a yeah. roll. Mm. And once... So, so the back half of the game, that's when they just dominated because they, the machine clicked.
1: I think para are, are, are excited, though, because, I mean, you look at that first half and you look at where they got – you know, beaten and where they got exposed, mm. you, you can definitely take that into a grand final oh, because yeah. there were times there where you just went, jeez, they're, they're, they're getting figured out here. I just think, I just think the rabbitos got, once they scored those two tries, they just they sort of ran out of ideas and they were trying to catch up. But I think there's a recipe there. And yeah. Parramatta can, if they, if they get up to a great start like the Rabbitohs did, um, because they are a little bit clunky at the moment, mm. Penrith, I think that's the way they have to win the game.
3: Yeah, and they were a bit unlucky that, you know, it was try, like he bumped into Cody Walker and then Cody Walker fell over and then it was like the Steve Bradbury race. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cook Cook was, you know, Cook had
1: him for pace there, was probably going to catch him. But, you know, do you stop him on a quick playable? probably not. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, that's, it's against, the. you know, I thought, um, what's his name, Uh, Graham? Oh, man. Uh, Campbell. Campbell Graham. It just the one game he needed to have a blinder. Yeah he didn't and i mean i thought he was pretty good except for no yeah that, yeah there was that. probably just one or two things he yeah. did wrong that led to yeah. things that were big moments for penrith mm. and you know sometimes it just you know, it just falls in the in the laps of people, and that try definitely did, and yeah, it just yeah, it wasn't wasn't their day, I think, by yeah, the end of agreed. it.
0: Was that South's fifth consecutive prelim yes. final? yep. Okay. Well, we talk a lot about Parramatta not converting their finals chances into mm. a premiership. What do you mm. think needs to be done for the bunnies to get well, one? Well they've
1: to gone to a grand final.
0: They have gone to a yeah. grand final, but they haven't won one. No, so yeah. five consecutive appearances in 36 the final Thirty six years four. from
1: fourteen Ma- from two thousand fourteen, though. Yeah. You know, you, you think about that. Yeah. You know, so well, I mean, yeah, it's no, not big- it's very good,
0: but they sure everyone's out there to win yeah. premiership. Yep, yep. so I, wh- think, I think there's been excuses
2: um, in a few of those runs. I saw a really interesting tweet in the lead up to our loss to Penrith. Five consecutive grand finals and five different fullbacks in all five uh mm. sorry prelim Prelim finals yeah. and five different fullbacks in every single one of those games. So wow. Trell has been at the club for three but only played the one, obviously out in uh suspended last year and injured the year before. Uh, and then we've had guys like Blake Taff. Uh, Corey Allen, Alex Johnson fill in at those spots. It's like, wow. such a key position. Mm. Um, I think that in itself is, yeah, there'll be there'll be rhetoric of a pre- premiership window closing and all this kind of thing, but we we heard that about Renault leaving and mm. Elias I has done a, don't a fair job. So, yeah. I, don't,
1: I, don't like, I don't look at them like Parramatta, you know what I mean? I, I just look at them and I think they've got a great roster. Mm-hmm. I think they haven't let a lot of players go. They've kept a lot of players. So when you look at Parramatta and you think about them... They've let a lot of their, they, you know, they're, they're going to start seeing a lot of their players gone now, and that's hard to rebuild. I think yeah. in a in a space of a year and, and want to go back to a, a grand final if they I, don't win this one. I don't see South dropping out of the contention. No, not for a no. while.
3: And you remember, in that time, so in that five years where they've made five, five straight prelims, the Chooks, the Storm, and Penrith have won the yeah. title. So. Yeah. Premierships are hard to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, and that's why you celebrate – that's why you party like it's 1999, every, mm. as Prince <laughs> oh, once yeah. said. Uh, when they do win one, because they are so bloody hard to win. And, there's, and, there, and it's not as though some dud teams have won the, mm. the title in the years they've
1: fallen short. But speak of Parramatta, like they're so unpredictable. Like I, I just – this year they've been so unpredictable. You know, they mm. play great against good te- uh, bad uh, bad teams, bad against good teams. Who knows what we're going to get on Sunday. They yeah. could come out of the blocks and just – or they could be on the other end of the spectrum. I don't think they're going to win a close game. I just don't think that's their style of footy and a grand final they would play. I don't think they're in a grind. Um, as we've seen in their pre, you know their finals games, they've, they've blowed teams out or they lose by you know a fair margin, What they did to Penrith in, the, in that first week. So, yeah, I, I think they're going to have to blow Penrith off the park pretty quickly.
3: They haven't won more than three games in a row at all this season. They've had their longest winning streak is three games. Wow. And yeah. this is one of the three. They've had, had a few of three game yep. winning streaks, and yep. this is one of them. Mm.
0: All right, well, moving ahead on Sunday night. It's another grand final. A Western Sydney Ooh. Derby, two sides that really do seem to hate each other as well. The Penny Panthers and the Parramatta Eels. It's the Panthers' third consecutive GF appearance, of course. They really have been the league's benchmark yep. for a few seasons mm. now. They've opened $1.38 favourites <coughs> at Neds to win this game scania on Sunday. Scania. The Eels. That is
1: short. They have not Black Caviar. Well, they like. fa-
0: yeah, well, I mean not quite caviar. <laughs> oh, <like, sorry>. <laughs> <not quite. laughs> Firm favorites, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Eels famously haven't taken their chances. We just touched on that. Then, since Brad Arthur arrived, mm. finally they've given themselves the opportunity. Yep. $3.05 head to head. Mm. Thought we'd have a look into both sides now. Pick out a player, figure out how each club can win this one. Let's start with the Panthers. They, like I said there, they won the premiership last season. They won the minor premiership this year, Gerald, How can they win it again this year? Yeah,
1: well, it's clear. I mean, we'll, I mean we've also obviously got um, Abby Coruscant, who I think has been a real Unsung hero, and Dylan Edwards at the back. Yeah. Um, but we are on Spine, isn't it? Oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but if we're talking about big-time players and why they get paid the big money and why this guy was probably going to go down to be one of the best halfbacks ever to play the game. Like, he's, he's miles ahead of... You think about some of the best halves that have ever played the game. At his age, there was no one doing this. Mm. So... The trajectory of this, this guy this guy is is next level, and for me, that's why I think he's the key on Sunday. He has to be. Uh, he's the golden child, you know, at Penrith. So uh, I think I think Penrith, of everything goes through him on Sunday, and I think he um, I think he's the man.
3: Clary the key. Yeah, he is. Uh, i th- he touched on Dylan Edwards, who was mm. outstanding in the prelim, mm. and he's just one of those guys that is. He's, he just he seems to be in the right place at the right time. He'll be a great foil for, oh, for yeah. Cleary. Because, um, I mean, Moses' kicking game is going to be to defuse That's going to be important. So I like Dylan. I, we'll get onto that later, my tip for the Clive Churchill. Mm. But I think Dylan Edwards, he's been so consistent, yep. so good for him. I think he's another key for him on top of uh, – as well as Cleary, obviously. Yeah.
0: Anything a little deeper about the Panthers we should know here? Yeah, Oscar? you
2: kind of hit on two of my main talking points, I think. Um, Moses' kicking game, season-high kicking metres for a game this mm. year was 750-odd against uh, Penrith when they beat them back in, uh, early in the season, I think round 12 or round 13 it was. Yeah. The other two games they've had, obviously, Wonga Blake's Horror Night in the first round of the semis, <laughs> yeah. um, and then the game when <clears throat> excuse me, when Cleary was sent off, which will kind of put a line through as well. So we know Moses is going to be kicking it long and trying to turn that um, Penrith pack around, and they don't have Taylor May this week who – Apart from his fin- finishing ability, uh, his ability to return the ball, uh, yep. Charlie Staines doesn't really bring that. No. So Edwards and Toto, oh, it's really important for them to be able to really be effective in their kick returns. Uh, and then the other guy for me is Abby Coruscant, mm. who you just mentioned, Jarrell. I think the other turning point in the South's game last week, apart from South Sydney uh, rotating their starting props, was Coruscant came on for Mitch Kenny and immediately they started asking so many questions around the ruck. Five-metre carries became six or seven-metre carries. Play the balls were a little bit quicker and all of a sudden they were playing on
1: the front foot. So, yeah, I think Coruscant is a well, sneak player. luxury that is well. to, you know, to either start him or, yeah. or bring him off the yeah. Like, mm. And then he's, he's still got the same impact. He's a, he's a pretty special player. So I mean, so I the Tigers, game. again, are kicking off. And, and Tot
3: <laughs> <top, laughs> Oz, yeah. he's amazing just coming out of his own yeah. territory as well in the yeah. early in sets. And he's like, he's like another forward mm. Mm. He's just incredible ball runner, isn't he? He's yeah, just so much. If, if I'm
1: para, like. I'm, I'm Charlie Staines is where I'm kicking. Yeah. I'm waiting till I'm not going early unless we need to. I'm waiting and I'm going to put those. I'm putting those kicks up into his corner yep. and making him do those hard carries or giving it to Dylan Edwards and, and hopefully Charlie Staines is taking that next run because because he got dominated last week. Uh, and and he's he's not a big body. I mean he's fast. He's a whippet but he can't take those tough carries. And I think Parramatta will really, uh, you know, make sure they they they, they put put a lot of pressure on him. Agreed.
0: All right, well, Parramatta, earlier in the season, Jaral, I know you and I wrote them off around round 13 or 14, something like that. We said their inconsistency is just going to be way too much. They'll probably finish yeah. about seventh. They'll leave themselves far too much work. It didn't matter in the end. They, no. got, they got the second chance. They've had to take the longer route around, but since losing to the Panthers, they've absolutely toweled the Raiders. Yep. They were pretty impressive in North Queensland in front of a very parochial home crowd last week. What is the key to them? Getting the job done this no, weekend. No, it's
1: we just we just touched on it. It's, it's, Moses. A, it's Mitchell Moses. Okay. It's yeah. this is it. This is we we we've been talking about this every finals game, um, and I hate to put the the you know the limelight on him, but you know I, I I want him to be successful. I've already said this. I'd I'd love for him to be successful, but he's got to he's got to take this game by the nuts, and yep. he's got to he's got to, it's got to be his. Uh, his kicking game we just spoke about. Um, he's got to be. You know, good on the short sides, uh, decision-making defensively. You've got, he's He's got to be the whole package on Sunday. And, you know, I hope he does prove us wrong because I do like – you know, he's had a tough week last week. You know, lost a family member, you know, and may, uh, um, had a baby coming to his little daughter, uh, you know, four hours before kickoff. <laughs> so, I mean – it's an um, emotional he can, role. Yeah, it's emotional start. role. Like, if he can do anything, <laughs> the Sunday is going to be a piece of cake for him because it's a game of rugby league, but he has to be at his best.
3: Okay. Yeah. Oh, you're right about Mitchell Moses, but I think it's, it's about any good halfback needs. Even on the front foot, it's going to yeah. make it easier for him. So Campbell Gillard... Um, yeah, I don't think
1: they have that issue. I think they're going to – And, the, I, and they, the, are
3: the other big fellas, uh, mm. they're, they're, they're the key. Like if they can – and Campbell Gillard was outstanding against the Cowboys. Oh, he was. If they, if they can get on the front foot again and just basically give Mitchell some time and space, then that that's where they, – they, they'd be a real key for Parramatta. are yeah, the big fellas. Sean Lane just a real like awkward Mate, you know how, how big footy big player? Is. Like do you know what I mean? Like, Can I tell you how big he is? He's taller than me yeah. and I'm 6'6". Six six, yeah. So I'm 198 and I interviewed him on – that Parramatta towed Brisbane a few mm. weeks ago. Awesome. And it took twenty five minutes for him to get all the tape <laughs> off him. They said, Oh, I can't you can't bring him out till I get all the tape off him. And they unwrapped him like a mummy. And then he came out and he's just <laughs> appeared in front of me and it was just like, I've never looked and I was like, get out, man. Here you go. Like, I'm, and I'm not sure.
1: You know what yeah. he looks like? I'm sitting on phone books here. Yeah, right? I know. I'm, here. I'm six, he He'd be six, <laughs> he'd be six <laughs> seven,
3: easy. What well, do you know? And a, wide. Wow.
1: Men in black, you know, the worms, those little worms. <laughs> yeah. That's what his body looks like. <laughs> but he's a real tall one of them. I'm not saying that, but, you know.
3: But, mate, he uh, is a massive human. Like, he had, he had 13 tackle busts that night against Brisbane. And the one thing that I thought about was, how did he not get more? Look, yeah. like, look at the size of him. Like, he was absolutely huge. But he, he's been outstanding. Yeah. A lot of people are talking about him going to the World
1: Cup? Well I've got to say this like you I think you really your players at are- you know, want to stand up in the big moments. They're the ones, and he has in final series mm. so far. He's been one of the guys. Like we haven't really spoke about him all year, but he must be just a big game player. And mm. I love that about people. Like you, you, know, they they coast through the year, and then all of a sudden they just go. It's time to go. And mm. most of most of the NRL players that play in this, you know, in the NRL are like that. They love the big moments, and that's why they're in these, you know, these competitions. So look out for that bloke. I, I think if uh, he's got anything to say about it, they won't go down that easy mm. either.
0: All right, Oscar, your analysis of the Eels this season has been amongst my favorite. I remember there was a week where you steered us into Regan Campbell-Gillard yes. at like a million to one. Thank you, Regan. <laughs> Is there anyone else like that for the Eels, maybe even him that we should be watching this week? Yeah, I'll, I'll lump him in. I'm, I'm looking at the middle um, for the Eels.
2: I think they've made for such good content this year um, because of the such difference between their good and their bad performances. Uh, so when, they're, when the bad Eels rock up, they play coast to coast a lot and try and go around teams. But I think when they really front load their efforts through the middle, which is guys like Campbell Gillard, Junior Bolo, uh, I think Ryan Madison's been really underrated this year. Mm. Um, I think that's when we see them at their best is when they are playing nice and direct. And a lot of that comes down to Reed Marnie at dummy half. Mm. Um, I had a look at Reed's stats in the three games they've played Penrith this year. He's had three tries, uh, three tries, no, three tries and a try himself. Um, So really targeting the ruck area. He isolates Junior Bolo really nicely, one-on-one with defenders. Then they got a nice little wraparound play uh, with Bolo. He's hit lane short and received an offload back. He's gone himself. All of these scoring actions that Reid's been a part of is because Penrith's middle defence sets himself really tight and then works super hard off the line to get out at the playmakers. So... That'll be their plan again, I think. We know how well Penrith can defend their line, but if they are working really hard from the middle and trying to get out at Brown or Moses at first receiver... I'm looking for Reed to really ask some questions around the ruck in
3: good ball. Yeah, he gets their forwards going. It helps when he, a lot of his passes from dummy half for a metre forward. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else to say And that's not just against that. the Cowboys. <laughs> it's like all the time. He gets away with it, so good luck to him. All right, well, the grand
0: final, a great opportunity to find winners at a lucrative mm. price. We've each selected a first try scorer from the NRL grand mm. final. Greg, we're going to start with you. Who's scoring the first in the NRL grand final? Uh, It'll
3: be Isaac Tago. Is yeah. it Tago or Targo? Targo, Targo, Targo. I believe. Yeah. Good tip. And now, the reason why is because, boys, Billy Slater, he knows a little bit more about the try scoring caper in a grand final than I do. Yeah. Slightly. You sure? Yeah. yeah. But he, he pulled out some vision the other day of a, just a little simple play Penrith run on their left edge. Goes Cleary to Luai and then it, he uh, kick out comes through the outside in line they go behind him and give it to the centre who scores out wide it's worked in last year's grand final Mm -hmm. Matt Burton was the first try scorer same play Mm -hmm. Jack Whiten scored a try from the same play in Origin and there's other examples as well it's a simple play because you have to respect the fact the kick out's coming Mm. because they might hit him Early and he might because he's such an enormous human mm. and they, and they do get and he does get the ball so the defenders check him that creates space out wide they give it to the centre bingo boingo
1: toy go.
0: <laughs> twelve dollars for like would not hate that if that got over Jarrell, who's scoring the first try
1: yeah I think um I think Parramatta get off to a great start yeah uh, I really do and. Uh, I think that uh, man on their left edge has just been outstanding. He scored seventeen tries. So, Mike Asivo, yep. I think, is my first try scorer. Right. They've been they've had a lot of luck uh, going down that edge, and I I feel like uh, if they get the first opportunity, uh, that's the first way they'll go. I believe um, because they're just so prominent out of that um, you know right to left pass. Uh, it's it's sharp. It's nice, and and they've got that play that uh, that works really well with Guthrie at the back, and, and either a cutout or use the hand. So I, I just think Mike Acevo Sevo, um, for Parramatta to score the first try.
0: Oh, I completely agree with you. I've also landed on Sevo. We're getting $10.50 for it yeah, there. I think they're going to be yeah. desperate to get on the board first, yeah. the Eels And I think, given that the Panthers have been a little slow from the blocks recently, so I think there's a real opportunity here, and there isn't a more yeah. prolific try-scorer in the I, th- I
1: think if they get an opportunity, I think Parramatta will kick off. I just think they will try and bully them in the middle. Um, And, uh, yeah, I just think they kick off if they get the opportunity. Mm.
0: I can't wait to hear why this is your selection. (laughs) Who's scoring the first try, Oscar? I'm not a big proponent of first try
2: scorer markets, but um, if you open the app and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the list. (laughs)
0: Literally the last selection. That's right. You'll get $51 for Junior Bolo to get over first. Wow.
2: (laughs) Um, I don't think it's completely, you know, off the trend of how Parramatta are playing Mm. lately. Regan went over for two last week. Uh, Oregon Kafusi went over, who's Bolo's substitute partner in the front row there, so... Um, they've got a bit of form in targeting the the ruck area. I just spoke a little bit about Reed Marnie or Reed Mahomes if you're into that kind of thing, <laughs> with the forward passes. But um, yeah, I think uh, Junior Bolo is a good shout. If you know, you've got to chase some value in markets yeah. like this, mm, don't
1: you? What's yeah. the most you can absolutely. get? So <laughs> you're chasing it. <laughs> uh,
0: it's good gear, the NFL gear too, isn't it? Yeah, really yeah, good gear. Yeah, very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, the Clive Churchill Medal. Nathan Cleary is now a two dollar seventy five mm, favourite. That's wow. the shortest I'm pretty sure of all time. It's certainly the, the shortest I. Going to remember yeah. in this market, I think if the Panthers win, he might just as well win this as well. But you blokes are disagreeing with me, Greg.
3: Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. Anyone would have been anywhere near $2.75. Mm, maybe Cameron Smith sure. or a uh, Jonathan Thurston, maybe. But I like Dylan Edwards. I think fullbacks. I think what, when they do anything that's good, it's, they're, they're exposed. You can they're really visible. Yeah. And the. Clive Churchill judges are notorious for getting it wrong half the time. <laughs> yeah. um, we can go through a list of all the ones I've got wrong but they, they, I think I think he's been so key for them. He'll be prominent in defence, he'll be prominent in attack and he is up and about. And last year in the grand final remember he was walking around in the morning of the game with a moon boot on. Yep. <laughs> so he is, I think he's very, and he's good value at about, I want to say 12-ish. He is $7.50. Mm. He's, he's, well, he's received I got, money I got him. At, well. I got him at 12. Mm. Outstanding. So,
0: yeah. He's the on the other one at single figures currently I'll come back mm. I do have a couple of stats that in place of Ryan this week to say at the end mm. of this but we'll move over to you next Oscar who's yeah. winning
2: um, yeah same again it's uh, it's a tricky market especially when Cleary's that shorter price so mm. looking for some value as well I don't mind the Edwards shout but Happy Coruscant for me yep. I think um, if Penrith are going to win I think the way that he can change the game when he comes onto the field, assuming they start the way they did last week with Kenny in the starting side. Yeah. I think Abby can have such a big influence on the game defensively, Super underrated, um, but whether it's him setting up a little try or sneaking over from dummy half, I think yeah he could be in for a big one. So I think you get about fifteen for fifteen dollars. Yeah. it looks a nice bit of value. Oh, obviously,
1: right. I don't want to be boring. Obviously, Cleary is who I would pick. Yeah, but if we want some, if we want some value, <laughs> I think go, mate. yeah, if we want some value, um, I'm going to go. I think he he plays a huge part in in a lot of Penrith's game. Penrith, you know how they play their footy. Isaiah Yo. Yeah. Um, okay. Right. Yeah, and I think sure. he's about. Eleven dollars. Yeah, so okay, right. he's not. He's not bad, and um, he links a lot of their plays up. Um, you know, he can he can throw a dummy and go himself close to the line as well. Uh, defensively, he's yeah. he's always strong. So, yeah, if we want a bit of value, I think Isaiah. Well, he,
2: he should have got it last year. Mm, Probably the best on the field. In yeah, the grand
3: final well, maybe a do over life. for, yeah,
0: for the, uh, the the Clive Churchill voters. Don't mm. rule. Don't rule it out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, what I was going to say before: twenty six percent of the bets we've taken in the Clive Churchill market have been for Dylan Edwards. So that wow. explains why he yeah, would have right. gone $12 Pla- into 750.
3: Plays in the spine. Like I think a mm. center or a, or not a winger and a center have never won it. So yeah. it's it, the 167 and 9 that's you know I think even if it, I,
1: look I just got to say if Penrith lose I still think Cleary wins it. Yeah. Oh, well yeah. Cuz there's a history
3: right. of blokes winning it in lose from losing teams. Mm. Yeah. Daily
1: Cherry Evans 2014. Jack, Whiten, uh, Jack Whiten. 30, Yeah, Jack Whiten. Yep.
3: Yeah, uh, Brad McKay, nineteen ninety three. Bradley well. Co- Clyde, nineteen ninety one. There you yeah, go. On, okay. so are not- are and stats. others and others, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> plethora more.
0: All right, so that was twenty six percent of bets taken. Forty five percent of the whole, however, is Nathan Cleary. Yeah, right. So yeah. the big bets are coming in for Cleary, yep. and that explains a three dollar into two seventy five. Mm. Is it
3: still the Australian selectors that pick it? I I can't remember. I I don't know where the panel is. Like so, it'd be Lockyer and um, Laurie Daly. Yeah, and Mel.
0: Yeah, well, could be the case. Well, with all of that in mind, we're hearing a lot of Penrith in what we just chatted about. Yeah. There, are they just going to win the twenty twenty two NRL Grand Final?
1: Yeah, look, I've got them with with winning. Um, if Parramatta win, I'll be surprised. Yeah, I just think. The way that this these young boys, this, this young team, uh, you know, building, yeah, they're, they're going to be really hard to beat for another three or four years.
3: Penrith, yeah, and I reckon I've in one of my multis I've got running. Uh, there's a few I've got the Panthers <laughs> thirteen plus.
2: Don't tell me so. I, <laughs> I, I don't think. Um,
3: I don't think. I think Penrith. I th- in, no out, this is not cowboy bitterness. This is not. This is not cowboy bitterness. But I honestly believe the Eels played their grand final last <laughs> week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's a little bit up. of, and I think the Eel. Uh, the, sorry, the Panthers got rolling in that second half, and I think they might do it and do it easy because, mm. as you said, there's there's genuine glorious height in yep. this yep. in the Western Derby apparently it's a Western Derby they haven't mentioned it anywhere mm. on Channel 9 <laughs> oh, yeah. Matt, Na- Matt Nabel's <laughs> promo's G- coming yeah, oh. yeah. surely can't wait for that oh, that's what for I'm up it. around someone should
0: forward. mention it to Western Derby <laughs> <laughs>
2: no
3: one's, no one's got me
2: <laughs>
0: Penrith win for you Oscar? yeah
2: my head tells me Penrith win yeah I'm, I'm going to be cheering for the Eels uh, but yeah I think
0: Penrith will get up I'm cheering against the Eels just because of the amount of shit that we've put on them this year honestly <laughs> well you
1: have to you, well, have you, made you look out of anyone out of me and you you've actually given it to them a lot yeah so Okay, right. For your <laughs> sake, for your sake, I'm, um, you know, <laughs> Parramatta yeah, In what
3: world? <laughs> <laughs> and, and we all know a Parramatta supporter somewhere, and how unbearable will they be? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, mean, yeah. I was
0: born in 1989, so most of the ones I know have never seen a grand yeah, on yeah, win. Yeah, wow. so. me too. Yeah, okay. Well, 69% – we're recording on a Wednesday here – 69% of the head-to-head bets we've taken at Neds this week have been for the Eels.
1: That's, that's huge.
0: Yeah. They yeah. might only be small bets, but yeah. nine there. percent of there's them. There's
3: genuine value for the Eels there. All right, it's
0: all going down on Sunday night. Cannot wait. Tonight, guys, the Dally M is awarded to the best player of season 2022 mm. along with all of the other awards, best players, positions, coaches, all of that sort of sure. stuff. In mm. the spirit of that, I thought we'd name our winners in a few key areas. Let's start with a big one, the Dally M, Giral. Do you still think your mate Ben Hunt is going yeah, to
1: Yeah, I look, I, I, I've actually done a bit of research myself and I went over some games, um, not all of them, but I was just trying to think, you know, how, how he would make up after that round 12 and... Yeah, he's, there's a lot of points in his favour yeah. uh, and he's I think he's three points ahead maybe um, at that round 12, maybe two two, two points. I got, uh, I got the leaderboard. Well, there you right? go. Yep. Um, two points ahead of Nico Hines. Um, yeah, I think he won a lot of those games for the Dragons when they went on a run as well. Uh, he was their key player, so... Yeah, I'm, and I'm not going to go not not just because he's my best mate, but I'm you know I, I love him. I think he deserves this. He's had mm. he's had a couple of tough years. Not that you get it because you deserve it. I think he's worked his ass off. Like mm. this preseason, I've never seen him so fit. I've never seen him make so many sacrifices. So it would be the cherry on top for Ben Hunt and his family um, for him to win this tonight.
0: And Greg, we were talking about this just before we started recording. Yes. The upside for Ben Hunt is that no one else in the Dragons no. could possibly poll a vote. Well, <laughs> firstly,
3: I just want to say that given the amount of the, for this podcast salary cap That Jarrell takes up. He should be doing some research. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> so, I'm glad you said it. Yeah, well,
0: like, I'm um, not renewing him. So, so on uh,
3: <laughs> at round 12, when the votes went secret, Ben Hunt was on 19, Yo 17, Nico Hines 16, mm. Ryan Pappenhausen 15, Mitch, Mitch Moses 15, and then the next James Tedesco 14. So, I reckon Teddy will surge late because yeah. the Chooks went on a big winning streak yep. to make sure. the finals. Yes. But as you pointed out, Jared, he's a. There's a lot of boat cannibalizing going on there mm. with his Roosters teammates. That's not happening at the Dragons. Mm. And I, th- I just reckon – and Cleary missed a lot of footy back yeah. in well, the That's year an so. interesting one for Yo. Yo. It, um, so I reckon the trifecta is in, in order Hunt, Tedesco, Yo. Interesting. Mm. Who's
0: winning it for you, Oscar?
3: You reckon
2: Dylan Edwards would have been taking
3: those points off Yo? I'm a big Dylan Edwards fan. I mm. think. It, well, I think I, – I, I love Yo's game, but – I. I that might he might be the first four. We mm. put Dylan Edwards fourth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I,
2: I'd I mean, love for <laughs> I'd, lo- I'd love for Huntie to win it. I mm. think um, he probably deserves it after the the way that he's been able to carry that side when you know basically he was the only one there that was dragging him to wins at points yep. this season, and mm. also to do what he did at State of Origin level, and then come back and still mm. produce for the Dragons. Um, I think Nico Hines might get it.
0: Really? Um, yeah,
2: yeah. And I think just in the context of um, you know, talking about Hunt performing in a in a struggling side, the work that Nico's been able to do in oh, what yeah. ended up being a top three or top four side <clears> all year, <throat> um, with the roster turnover that they've had, him stepping into a lead playmaker position for the first time in his career, um, and just braining it. Yeah, mm, I, yeah. I've lo- and he seems to really ca- really care about the club. Seems to be really enjoying his footy there, which is great for a guy. Who you know we had we know has had a difficult journey to yeah. where he is today. So mm. yeah, I love watching Nico play. I would I wouldn't be mad if he got it. Yep. and his hair that might yeah. play a role. Oily, and it's very like boat. slick and it better be wet. Sexy. If it's wet on if yeah. it's wet tonight on the on the surely, telecast, surely you know the people he's in who, who are doing his it, hair are hair like
1: well, you have to go wet. It's got to be wet. It's <laughs> yeah. got to be moist.
0: It actually makes for a very very intriguing count. It movie, does.
1: It does. I look and I did say to Ben, and he didn't he didn't give me any inclination, but I said I hope you haven't signed that contract yet because. It'd be nice if uh, you won this yeah. tonight, <laughs> and then you get to, you uh, to shop yourself. Then you can shop in. yourself yeah. <laughs> yeah. a little the bit Dolphins more. Dolphins come <laughs> out with a Miller season <laughs>
0: tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Coach of the Year, the standout contenders: Todd Payton at the Cowboys, Craig Fitzgibbon at the Sharks. Yeah. Kevy Walters probably fell off a bit towards yeah. Yeah. the back end of the season. I with mean, Broncos getting out. Who's winning
1: it? I mean, if they if Kevy if they if they if they are, top, if they are in the top four, Kevy's probably right up there. But for me, I think Todd Payton obviously has had um, a great re- you know a great return in a couple of years, but. Uh, the, Craig Fitzgibbon has come into a side who finished ninth last year. Uh, you know they've he's had to buy some players that they're on his roster that he wanted. They finished second. It's his and it's his first year as a head coach. Yeah. Yeah. Like if he doesn't win it, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I mean, I'd love. I I would say it would go close out of him and Todd Payton, but I think just the context of everything and and how he's. You know, handled himself. Um, you know, not only that, the way he's done his press call, I think it should be everything. He, he's just been a class act all year. Yeah. I think Craig Fitzgibbon wins it for me.
0: I think because you're a cows man, you're probably
3: a Todd Payton man. too. There, there'll
1: be riots in town all the people <laughs> <can get that>. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, you yeah. said Fitzy's taken from ninth to second. Well, Payton's taken from 15th to third. Mm. Yeah.
1: Did they go last year, though, 15th, were they? Yeah. yeah. yeah 15th, but he was at the helm, wasn't he?
3: What? What was the score he wanted, though, man? <laughs> yeah, true, some excuses true. last year, like Kamalolo yeah. two yeah. broken hands in a season. No, oh, I, I just think hurt. and and the Cowboys' defense last year was like they were like turnstops. Yeah, and oh. they were the, one of the best defense. Well, second best defense after Cronulla um, in the comp. So I just think what. Where, the, where they because yeah. coach of the year it's always where the coach has brought them from yeah, that, yeah. that's that's normally the kpi here mm. and if that's the case Peyton yeah and if he doesn't we'll have another I, I, next you week. know what? i wouldn't be mad either Fred.
1: like I would not be mad if he went two outstanding yeah hundred percent yeah 100%. Yep. Yep.
0: Uh, any difference to that? For yeah, your last well,
2: girl? I'll throw another hat in the ring, which is Jason Demetrio, who, yeah, who we spoke okay. about. Yeah, before. yeah. Uh, maybe a bit of bias for me. I'd be stoked for Fitzgibbon or Peyton. I've got big wraps on Peyton, but yeah, I think Demetrio um, navigating the the absence of Adam Reynolds, mm, mm-hmm. um, Dane Gagai gone as well, he was a massive part of South's um, lineup, and yeah, t- I think some smart recruitments as well I think some guys we wouldn't really talk about but guys like
1: Havili and yeah. Isaac Thompson who I think And you, be big Greg, you touched year. on it as well the hoodoo of Wayne leaving and, and him mm. being there and, and finishing that, that tie Us. up is amazing. Ivan Henjack Anthony Siebold, Oh, I was Steve there don't, Price, don't worry I know about Ivan Rick <laughs> <Henjack>. Stone <laughs>
3: uh, who else there's a few others but no he's, uh, he's an outstanding coach yeah. Yeah. Demetrio Breakout player of the year.
0: Now, I'm not just talking mm. about blokes that have debuted this no, year. I'm no. talking about
3: blokes that have gone yeah. to a new level this
0: year. There are blokes like Nanai, who probably have yeah. done the debut and they could go all the way. Yeah. Talon May, Keon Kalol Matangi, Hudson Young. Mm. Who is the breakout player of the I'm year? I'm
1: just going to go um, um, Jeremiah, Jeremiah, Jeremiah Nanai. Yeah. I just think nice. it's so hard to debut and play, <laughs> play Origin. Like He might even go to the World Cup. Like, I just think he, you know, I just think it's really hard to do and to handle himself the way he did um, with Billy Slater in that Origin squad. But not only he finished with seventeen tries as a back rower, it's like it's that's an outstanding year in itself. <laughs> mm. He, sh- I don't even know if he should be a back rower. He looks like a winger when he scores those tries. <laughs> I, for me, I just to have that composure as a young player. Um, and yeah, I, look, there's there's other people who could have been in it um, in, in the contention as well. Um, but yeah, I think for me, it's Jeremiah and I.
2: Uh, yeah, a breakout player, so not a rookie, but I think Jake Avarillo has had yeah, an outstanding okay. season. Um, I was pretty keen on seeing him spend time at fullback this year when when we did the season previews at Rugby League Riders. Um, I think he started in the halves, um, but eventually he found his way into the number one position mm. with Flanagan moving into halfback. I think that's the best balance for the team this year, which Mick Potter found. And yeah, I think... Uh, we saw Avarillo play for the PMs 13 on the weekend. Um, I know it was, a, it was a relatively easy game for the Australian side, but he looked so he looked another class above again, playing with you know elite players around him. So yeah, I'm really high on Avarillo, and I'm keen to see if he can kick on next year.
3: Yeah. Uh, the guy that went to another level, um, I'm going to say Pat Carrigan, Ooh, because yeah, he was yeah. a fir- he was a very solid first grader. And this year he's the player of the yeah. Origin series, and he will make his Test debut yep. at the World Cup. Oh, if, he's just gone, and I mean, his suspension wasn't the sole reason Brisbane went on the skids, no. but geez, I missed him. Yeah, yeah. and just his leadership, uh, the chat, the the his defence, the ball running, the yeah, you know, he's got a lovely pass for a big fella as well. Um, I think whenever Reynolds goes, he's the walk-up start to be the next Broncos captain, possibly yeah. the next a Queensland captain. Yeah. But to go from yeah. a good, solid first grade, and you, you know that, Shirell, mm. so to go not just yeah. make your origin debut, but then be the player of the series, yep. in your debut series, that's
1: it's, a, a mess. That game. is insane. And you know what? It shows his maturity as well. Right now, it might even be an inkling of, you know, that he is going, because I know he, I've been speaking to he's, he's work, he's tra- he's training every day. Mm. So I think, you know, he must have got a, got a call by Mal, and said, you know, you'll be in our squad because he is working his bum off. And to be honest, ever since he's come to that club, um, and I've watched him as a young kid coming through the grades, he's he's always been not only a hard worker, but he's a gentleman and a scholar. He's mm. He is what the Broncos are about, and you're probably right. He's probably going to be the next captain there. And he,
3: and he uh, looked, very, looked all very stylish at the Broncos ball and the, uh, the tucks a yep. couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And he spoke... Very, very well. They call,
1: him, they call him the dream... Uh, they used to call Alex Glenn the dreamboat because everyone wanted to jump aboard, but I think uh, I think that's him now.
0: <laughs> All right. When we started this podcast at the start of the season, oh. you know I'm a huge Manly Eagles fan, and I yeah. thought week in, week out, I'd be able to say, oh, how close, you know, how long now until we're winning the premiership this year? For the second half of the year, I have not been able to say a single nice no. thing. I'm not saying this man is the breakout player of the season, but I'm giving an honourable mention, exciting player of the future to Zach Fulton, he yeah. debuted mm-hmm. the week of the Pride Jersey fiasco, and he was absolutely outstanding. He was yeah. a great. He he came in and played like a bloke who had a hundred NRL games yeah. under his belt. Yeah,
1: honestly. no, I like a lot. I like I like him, and um, you know, I like the way you're going with his charities. He's a, he's definitely something to look out for Manly Sea Eagles fans for the future because I mean, you know, the aura he had, but on, honestly, the the name that's on the back of him as well, absolutely. it just makes it a lot easier for him, obviously, to to go and play for that yeah. club. Yeah, lippy and aggressive. What are we get set from?
0: Yeah, 100%. <laughs>
2: and a
1: nice little
0: segue into the final one that we're going to talk about here, Underperformer of the Year. Oh. I'm going to go first. It's the Manly Oh, Well, seed. you're going to beat us all to it, are yeah. hey? you? We made a prelim last year. Key injuries aside, yep. just a host of problems on and more so off the yeah. field this year. They've missed the final.
1: Well, I was, I knew you were going to say that, so I'm, I'm probably just going to go with the Titans. Mm-hmm. Uh, they finished. The, mm-hmm. They made the eight. Um, They've just had a massive fall from Grace. I don't know what's happened to that club i don't know what's happening internally but they've gone to the shit yeah, and, and,
3: yeah. You know, i feel for them <laughs> they concede tries in but they concede one try but then they concede three they yeah. don't can concede one try it, it comes in bunches yeah. boys i'm going to throw the Bronx in yeah. um mm. top 4 with uh, six weeks to go <laughs> or so before the yeah. finals and then gornskis <laughs> yeah. gornskis could and, they, and those last that game against Parramatta. Backing up against, I mean, they always get belted by Melbourne. Yeah. But then to lose to Parramatta like that, you that reckon that's one of
1: the biggest chokes we've seen. Go from fourth to to twelfth uh, to ninth. To ninth yeah. It's
3: a hard one. It's a hard one. You go. Is it a is it a pass or a fail for the season? I don't know. But it that that to me is like they were yeah. flying after that win over Parramatta at oh, Parramatta. Thanks for bringing out,
1: man. Oh, <laughs> mate, <laughs> Melbourne. Hey. is missing the final. Jared, yeah. Jared,
3: Jared put put Manly out there, so you we know, got we can't we can't ignore the Bronx. <laughs> It's character. So take, your leaks, mate, take your leaks, mate. <laughs> Who I underperformed will. this season, Dr- uh, Oscar?
2: I think the New Zealand Warriors um, probably underperformed. I think
0: they've underperformed since 1995. But they over, did mate. get their main man back.
2: <laughs> they got know? their main man back, and like I'm not—I don't follow the media um, scrutiny on Sean Johnson because I think a lot of it's pretty lazy reporting. Yeah. Um, but I think the biggest and you know, the stat that leaps out to me, and Jace has covered this at length, um, a team that has guys like. Adam Fanil blake Toru Harris, Matt Lodge for most of the season, uh, Ben murdoch Masilla's in there, Josh Curran's in there.
1: Reese Walsh, he has been playing, you know, good footy. When but he...
2: just in the forwards, yeah. those guys, and they finished last in yardage across the competition. Yeah. yeah. So something wasn't going working right there under Nathan Brown. I think they had signs of improvements uh, towards the back end of the year, but yeah, that's something they've got to get Get right for next year.
0: Mm. Your rugby league riders partner Jason is a massive Warriors fan, isn't he? Is he all right?
2: Have you checked on it? Yeah, yeah, he's going right.
1: He's used to it. He's got (laughs) thick. I was going to say it's it's been there for a while. (laughs) All right,
0: Dally M happens on Wednesday night. Looking forward to seeing who actually wins these. Oscar, you've spearheaded Rugby League Riders NRLW content this yes. season. You've kept us up to date with it as well. Last week, you were spewing you didn't take the early price for a Knights and Roosters <laughs> Grand Final, and good thing, because yep. the Roosters have been knocked out in sensational wow. fashion. Yes, The NRLW Grand Final now is the Knights taking on the Eels.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, Gerald, Jar- you just asked if the Broncos was the biggest choke that we've seen in a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think uh, the Roosters will be kicking themselves. They were. I mean, I still think they're the best team in the competition, but yeah, after complete Getting it. You know, eighty-five percent and and averaging, I think, twenty-four points a game throughout the first five games. Uh, they completed at around sixty percent against cool. the Eels um, in the preliminary final and been knocked out. So that's the way it goes with a with a smaller competition. But yeah, un, unfortunate end for the Roosters.
0: All right. Well, let's go through the two teams yep. now as well. The Knights they're undefeated in twenty twenty two. No, they, they lost once to they the Roosters. They lost once. Okay. All right. What's been the key to that success? How can they win this grand final? They're dollar forty five favorites.
2: Yeah, I think they deserve to be favourites. I think. Um, their defence has been superb all season. So across six games, they've average they've conceded 12.3 points per game on average uh, across the parks. We saw last week the Dragons um, trying to get Emma Tonigato into space on both sides of the field, uh, and the Knights just. Read things beautifully. It's Shanice Parker and Bobby Law, who are the centres on on either edge, flying up out of the line and shutting things down. Uh, and then girls like Millie Boyle and Caitlin Johnson putting some big shots on and just dominating the ruck area. I think they had a couple of periods in that game. They defended three or four consecutive sets on their own line and just kept turning the Dragons away. So yeah, I think the Knights have got enough strike um, when the when they've got the ball in hand if they can defend like they have for the last Millie six games. A freak. Yeah, oh, she's yeah. an absolute. Like, she's right. on her own
1: level. <laughs> like she's on she's on another level. She's yep. a freak. Yep.
0: All right. Well, the Eels snuck into the finals by winning their last regular season yes. game. Speaking of Broncos sides that choked, <laughs> uh, they pulled off the upset of the season last a week. We'll drive against- by there. Drive.
1: <laughs> you're right,
0: mate. You okay. Yeah. yeah right. Oh
2: god.
1: Anyway.
0: All right, they pulled off the upset of the <laughs> season last week yeah. against the Roosters. Yeah. How can they continue this incredible end of the season, $2.75 outsiders?
2: Yeah, so in the last two games that they've won, um, three three players I think have been super important to their form. Samima Taufa is their skipper. She plays lock, And Ashley Quinlan is their 5'8". Yeah. Big Cameron Murray and Cody Walker vibes for me. Ta- Taufer has um, – so in those last two games, four try involvements – And all of them have just been her getting a quick play of the ball and then Ashley Quinlan plays on the back of that down the left edge. So, yeah, Taofa, she's... I think she's battling a bit, bit of a syndesmosis injury in her ankle. Uh, but, yeah, she's just an absolute beast. She ran for over 300 metres last week or the week before. So, yeah, those two are getting through a lot of work. And then their other half, Taylor Preston, her kicking game is by far and away the best in the comp. Yep. Um, she hits, She's fine in the grass. She can float them up and make it a contested catch in good ball or she's fine in the grass in yardage. So, yeah, I think if the Eels are going to win, they need Taylor Preston kicking at her best and then Taufer and Quinlan linking up in good ball.
0: All right. Have you had a dig through the markets? Is there any value that we can find?
2: Uh, I've had a little look. Um, I think I'm going to be having a little play on Emma Manzelman, who's the bench hooker for the Knights. She's playing about 50 minutes at the moment. Olivia Higgins starts and then Manzelman comes on. Um, she's a quick little zippy dummy half. You get about $6 for her any time, okay. so right. you, there's a bit of value there.
3: Don't hate the sound of that yeah. at all. All right. So, Knights winning? Yeah. They recruited aggressively and mm. they're paying, paying dividends for them now. Mm-hmm.
0: Knights. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I just because taking every box and Broncos. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a revenge tip. Yeah. all right, looking forward to that one as well. The Ned's NRL punting podcast multi. One last attempt, and with one game in the crosshairs, we're going to have a grand final same game multi. Gerald, for nostalgia's sake, you've been first so many times this season. I think you should kick us off here. <laughs> yeah, you? and
1: I'm going to have a nibble at this as well. Um, I think we've how many have we got home? We've this had
0: year? three get home. We've got
1: three home. What I bet a, on. We're
0: on a profit of about twelve. I million, bet on six, and so. two
1: of them have. Uh, fallen in because of uh, yeah we
0: had two scratchings yep
1: so I'm gonna get after this one okay. um, but I'm gonna go Crichton anytime try score a two dollars seventy uh, we've seen it in big games you know he scored score the match winner last year last didn't year um, do you remember that one Oscar No nah, I don't want to talk about it <laughs> I was I was there I don't really remember seeing him too much actually it was <laughs> a great time it's like the stadium but yeah I just think uh, Crichton gets over at some point
3: Greg where are we uh, looking I'm going to the other side of the field for uh, Reasons mentioned earlier. Yeah. yeah, Isaac Targo, I think he'll hit that little play will reap dividends for the Panthers, and he will score a try.
0: Okay, yeah. you guys are each getting two dollars seventy for your legs. Hello. Oscar, <laughs> uh, we haven't had a leg like this in the Ned's NRL punting podcast multi this year. Oh, Do you yeah. want to talk us through yours? Well, it looks like yeah, we obviously haven't put our heads together
2: and discussed all our legs <laughs> in this one, but we'll see how we go. Um, I think Parramatta. I think we talked about they need to start well if they're any chance in this one, and I think they might. So I'm going to take the halftime line get plus four and a half for Parramatta. Um, I think, you know, there are a chance of, of being ahead or at least Evens yep. coming into half time. And then if Penrith win, they might come over. Them after
0: that, mm-hmm. the yeah. yeah. Well, you're getting a dollar 88 for Thank that, you. as you do for most mm-hmm. lines. I'm finishing it as I have so many <laughs> times this <laughs> evening. Smart. Uh, we talked about this man earlier as well. I mm-hmm. think if Oscars is going to come off, someone needs to be scoring for the Eels as Thank well. You. So I've taken a mm. casebo anytime nice. try scorer. Yep. How often do you get two dollars 35 for SEVO anytime try scorer? You, no. you, you don't, never, don't. So we're taking that in the yep. NRL Punting Podcast done. Multi. Let's recap. Gerald. Stephen Crichton, anytime $2.70. Greg, Isaac Targo, anytime $2.70. Correct. Oscar Eels, first half handicap, plus four and a half. Thank you. $1.88. Jared Micah, Me like-y. anytime at Tri Score, <laughs> 235. The bookies have done us a nice little solid here. $32. Holy hell. That is a grand final price. Oh, Ooh, load up load, punters, up. load up. Punters, if you haven't had a
1: go, come on. It's, this is the one. This is it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and punters, if you do want to have a go, the Ned's NRL Punting Podcast. Multi is already built. I beg your pardon for your convenience. It's available at neds.com.au or on the Neds app. 30. NRL punting podcast this Mm. season, Gerrall. It's time for our 30th and final, final thought. Do you want to kick us off?
1: Yeah, I do. I just want to say thank you to all the punters who obviously have tuned in each week, week in and week out for us, because obviously without them, we don't keep uh, doing this and we don't enjoy it. Uh, I want to thank all you gentlemen for coming on each week. I'm a partner in crime, 30 in a row. 30 in a row. Well Well done, done. son. Yeah, it's been an absolutely uh, amazing uh, year of, um, you know, podcasting. I can't wait uh, to see if we get renewed because, you know, I love – like I, I said to you, this is one of my favourite things I do in the week. This Absolutely. is, <laughs> And I go home to my family every week, so <laughs> every day. <laughs> my wife doesn't watch this. So. Yeah. No, I, I also got to say, but grand, obviously, you know, it's a big Sydney grand final. It's amazing for everyone down there. I'm actually not that excited for it. Like, yeah. I'm not – you know, like, I'll watch it. You but want to cows to make it. Yeah, yeah, I wanted a Queensland team to make it um, or even, you know, Melbourne. Um, but it's, it's, it's great for the game down there. You know, they almost lost their – Grand Final uh, privileges <laughs> earlier in the year, mm-hmm. so you know you can have it back, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, yeah, the West is that what we were calling yeah, it? I Battle think? of the West. The Battle of the yeah, West. Yeah, That's yeah. my final thought.
0: From a content perspective, this has obviously been very good for us. We've enjoyed yeah. it. I can confirm we will be renewed for season two. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> we're eating tonight. You know, I was saying this to Oscar yesterday when we weren't recording or anything. Just the best part of this is sitting down with like-minded yeah. blokes and talking footy every week, isn't it? Yeah. It's just oh, and I suppose
1: our other final thought is there's a Mad Monday coming. So yeah. this podcast is <laughs> so all excited. around. We Brisbane. spoke about that yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, well, no, thank you to Ryan. Of course, his betting insights yep. each and every week. Yeah. have mean, mm. nothing short about standing. Thanks to Chris Gary, certainly mm. for the first half of the year. The amount of mm. opinions mm. that people wanted to take on of his, well, Honestly, what yeah. got us to success in the Definitely. first place? Yeah. and thank you to you two blokes for really stepping up and uh, and mm. taking part. Since Chris had to leave us as well, oh no,
3: very very small shoes to fill, and happy to do so. <laughs> um, oh, boys, I'm looking forward to this. this is the another uh, another p- part of the Penrith dynasty? I think this mm. t- you look at Penrith have won the SG Ball Cup, the Jersey Flag, yes. it's a record, and the New South it? Wales yeah. Cup. It's never happened. Before. They, they've got unbelievable depth. This is this is a dynasty that will be talked about. For we we're still yeah. talk about the Parramatta dynasty of the 80s. This is this is a another brick in the wall of the Penrith.
1: Dynasty. Oh, actually, I've got to say congratulations to me, good mate, old teammate Peter Wallace as well. He's part of that um, Penrith uh, side down there in New yeah, South Wales does. Cup. So, yeah. Um, yeah, he's doing a great job, and I hope he, he gets that job. That you know, when Seraldo he moves into that role because hmm. he's a very smart sausage head man, uh, sausage skin. He has that uh, that red headed <laughs> man. He does. <laughs>
0: Huh. Didn't know that where isn't. you were going with yeah. that one. Yeah. 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 Real final thought of the season, that one, Oscar.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll jump on the back of that. Thank you very much, boys, for for having me here. And thanks to Chris for buggering off halfway <laughs> through the season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there was a spot in the lineup. But, yeah, really enjoyed it. Um, as for this weekend, I'm going for the Eels and then I'm going for the Knights in the NRLW. Um, I think Millie Boyle and Tamika Upton, uh, should be lifting the trophy together at the end um, of the NRLW hmm. season. So, yeah, up the Knights.
0: So there's the opportunity for the Eels-Quinella there, and you're not taking it.
2: Yeah, there is, but I'm um, pretty no. pretty keen on the Knights. Although I was pretty keen on the Roosters last week. So
1: I think you're only going for them as well because the Rabbitohs were the last person to have that record of um, all the SG balls. I think back oh, in they... 1963. Oh, okay. So if they, they, they'll uh, be yeah, joined by Penrith. Yeah, so. yeah, no, we don't want that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, punters, for joining us for the last 30 weeks. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this as much as we've enjoyed Ooh, yeah. putting it together for you. Looking forward to hearing you back next season. We are actually going to have a one-off for the Rugby League World Cup as well. Yeah, Perhaps World a Cubs. little special guest in there as we well. Will. Who knows? Yeah. That'll come to you in a couple of weeks. Otherwise, enjoy the NRL Grand Final this weekend. Go the Panthers. If you're having a bet, always remember to gamble responsibly. Thanks for listening to the Neds NRL Punting Podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe and leave a review on your favourite platform. And always remember to gamble responsibly.